Welcome to Leadership Life Podcast. I'm Kelly Bubolts, your reality check mixing leadership theory and practical application together that fits into our daily actions. Let's dig in. We're going to go over the five stages of worker burnout. This was created after research at Winona State University, and it pretty much stands true to what I see today in the workforce when I go out for burnout prevention trainings. The first stage is the honeymoon stage. This is basically when we start a new job or we go to a new location. It's exactly how it sounds. Is everything is kind of fresh and new. We're trying to figure out our job duties and getting training. There might be a few hiccups, but nothing big. You're creating new relationships with work peers and everything just seems okay. And this is a great stage to be in. You can stay in this stage a long time. Now, where you start to move further into burnout is the second stage. This is called the balancing act. This is where some days are a little more stressful than others and uh, you seem like you're overloaded and then the next day you might have a breath of fresh air. This often happens in time when training or that onboarding process is a little too overloaded or extensive and not enough support, or you're being thrown around so many places that you can't really get a grip on what you're actually supposed to be doing. In an onboarding survey by MRA in Wisconsin, it actually stated that the onboarding process is the most crucial part of an employee and employer relationship. It really sets the tone on performance management, how they treat and support their employees, as well as what is their roles and expectations. So some days may be more stressful than others, but it always balances out by the end of the week or by the end of the month. You might have more of a negative mindset towards your employer when this balancing act kind of gets heavy on the dissatisfaction side. So maybe the employer is not meeting your expectations. Maybe you don't have the right resources, supplies, or support. Maybe there's inefficiencies you're seeing in the workload. Wow, when you have new eyes come in, especially with a senior workforce, and you see all the inefficiencies, what do you do with that information, especially being a new employee? There's avoidance techniques that start to happen. Either people are avoiding you or certain situations. You might even be in a conference meeting and you can just see the elephant in the room that people aren't talking about. This is when fatigue starts to set in, when you're a little bit more heavy on the dissatisfaction side. You might not be sleeping well, and then you might be starting unhealthy habits. So you might be hitting the fast food during lunch instead of packing a healthy lunch. You might be skipping the gym because you're just exhausted. You begin to neglect the necessity needs and that balance act shifts from having good and bad days to more bad days. The third stage that Winona State University identified in worker burnout is chronic symptoms. So this is where you get into basically what we like to call the average burnout that you see. This is when you're running on an empty tank day over and day out. You're denying you're blaming others for things that are happening instead of taking accountability for whatever you have in your control. An interesting thing that I see with leaders is they like to blame other people for not delivering when those people don't even know their expectations. You might be exhausted no matter how much rest. You come back from the weekend and you're already exhausted on a Monday. Those type of things is chronic burnout systems. It's, it's chronic stress now. It just returns daily. You might be sick more than usual. Now that happens obviously when you enter a new environment, you might get sick here and there, but the physical illness around it seems like it's constant. It doesn't give you a break. You might be having more anger or irritation around people at work. And then of course there's the depression, sadness, and isolation factors that go into that. So those are the chronic symptoms in stage three. In stage four, we enter a crisis stage. When you start to have a loss of control, 
And that actually might be appearing in the workforce as over-controlling. Now your hands are all in all different buckets and all the different departments when they shouldn't be. So sometimes when you have a loss of control in one area, you want to get in it in other areas instead. You might be detaching from life happenings or, or even workforce meetings in which you're just not showing up, you're not participating, you're not engaged. You might automatically have feelings that people are a threat to you. It was interesting, one leader I was working with that was in burnout, he said that someone offered to pour, grab him a coffee before the meeting started. He automatically thought that this person thought he looked tired. When really, maybe, they were just doing an act of service. So what kind of jaded feelings do you have creeping up that are moving from a positive mindset over to a negative automatically? What feelings of emptiness and anxiousness are you creating around this pessimistic attitude that used to be optimistic, that used to be the honeymoon stage? Are you having mental breakdowns where you're having emotional swings from left to right and you can't control them? This is basically, a psychologist describe it as phase 8 through 12 of burnout. So you're, even though this is stage 4 in Winona State's University of Worker Burnout, this is already the end states in psychological research that's around burnout. The last and fifth stage is enmeshment. Basically your symptoms are embedded as, as is. This is the type of state that you go into work day in and day out. Other people are observing the changes, but you kind of just are numb to them. You're numb that you're having the mood swings. You're numb that you're skipping lunch or eating horrible things for lunch. It's just basically become a habit and a way of life to neglect basic human needs. You're unhappy. You might be even in a self-destructive state where your, your physical nature is not only dropping, but your mental nature is dropping and you're giving up. And unfortunately, in the enmeshment stage, if you're in that for too long, it can become a trauma event. It becomes so enlarged that now anything can trigger you. And even if you leave that job and think that it's okay, you will move so fast from honeymoon stage over to the investment stage because you never fixed some of the root causes and you never really got yourself out of survivorship mode. Now here's where you can fix things is it's very hard to move from these chronic symptoms, crisis stage and enmeshment back to honeymoon stage without some support. So for slow movers, grab up the burnout prevention subscription. It trickles in monthly from holistic specialists, giving you some tools and techniques to move back to energy. For those a little more fast paced and independent, I want you to grab up the burnout compass program. And that's only a four week course where I basically take all my recovery trials and errors, successes and failures, and I made a four-week program to guide you through four transformational checkpoints in which will move you from zombie mode back to liveliness. But here's the goal within the Winona State University's burnout research is a good place to be is move back just to the honeymoon stage. If you can establish healthy coping strategies for the long road, if you can have those crucial conversations and you can address if you can address conflict in a constructive manner, if you don't avoid or deny things that are going on and actually try to fix them, it can be a healthy place to work for both you and the employer and the people you work with. If done right, this can be positive and you can adapt to stresses of life, which is really important. You can't just run away from them. Stress is here, stress is here to stay. It's how we respond to them and rebound from them that matters. And that means you have to do the work. You have to have the hard conversations in order to be 
in a positive relationship. You have to do the work on healthy habits and exercise to make sure that you're prepping your body for the stressors that are coming in. The first stage, the honeymoon stage, okay to be in there for a long-term time. The balancing act, you can go for quite a time, but remember there's external environmental factors such as family, um, politics, community things that can come in and really unbalance you if you stay in that stage. So you really want to be at the honeymoon stage, the first one. But the three, four, and five, the chronic symptoms, the crisis stage, and the enmeshment, those are dangerous places to be because anything can set you right over the edge. And I know when I was in my severe burnout, the complete collapse happened when the pandemic hit. I was already in that enmeshment, zombie mode, day after day, just in that trauma state of as is, this is my life. And then the pandemic hit and it completely collapsed me. My body was so strained from this chronic stress that it collapsed. Now I will forever be thankful that I had the physical collapse and not the mental side, there's such a big mental factor in this traumatic event state from being in chronic stress too long. So you're not out of the woods just because you tinker around between the end stages. Do it too long and you're entering a whole different realm of mental struggle. So the goal is how can we stay in the honeymoon stage? Talk about it with your work peers, talk about it with your boss, and don't let things build up. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit the follow button so you don't miss out on all we have to sort out yet. Share this podcast with others to bring leaders clarity to this crazy, fast-paced world we live in today. Make an impact, lead from within, and you can't go wrong.